Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, This one is explicit. Hello, Jessica. Um, hello, Jess. Jess. Well, <laughs> as you can hear, Jessica is not here. <laughs> Total bummer because we had, we really had so much to talk about. It's it's insane. But alas, we and you, we will have to wait until next week to catch up. We had a a little bit of a scheduling snafu. One, that is all one. And it's nuts. We miscommunicate about one thing and we basically cannot get together. I don't know if this happens to all of you other co-hosted shows, but my goodness, if it's not on Wednesday at noon, it ain't happening. Unless we brand the change straight into our brains or maybe we need to have like some kind of like tattoo on our bodies whenever we change, (laughs) whenever we make any changes. Anyhow, today's episode is, of course, a tad different since you, um, and and yeah, and it's not an episode that is just Elsie, so it's not a solo episode. In fact, it's the inaugural new addition to introducing to She Podcasts, the podcast's interviews. How about that? They will be sprinkled throughout our feed. So our eventual aim is to have two She Podcast episodes a week. So Mondays will be our regular, you know, Jess and Elsie conversation. So nothing's going to change. That's staying exactly as it is. So no worries. And another day of the week, possibly Thursday, because we don't know yet, will be interviews and conversations that Jess and I do independently of each other, focusing on the types of podcasting topics that totally rock our individual world. So, you know, Jess loves to talk about business and monetization and things like that. I mean, that's like her spiel. And then I love to talk about creation and, you know, strategy and creativity and podcasting because I'm obviously just podcasting it as its own thing. So we're kind of guiding those conversations that way. But mind you, you can probably hear us break those patterns as well and even do a few episodes together, meaning that both Jess and I are interviewing somebody else or having a conversation with a third person. It's just that it's so much more of a challenge to schedule Jess and myself to get together to talk, plus a third person. I mean, it's already hard enough for us to get together, let alone add a third. So it's easier for us to sort of deal with our own schedules and and whatnot. Okay, another thing that we'll be doing with these interviews, um, so in addition to, you know, adding this, this tapestry of different types of podcasting conversations, we will also be using these interviews to introduce you to our sponsors, a.k.a. our 
amazing, amazing partners so that you can get a chance to hear the voice behind all of those that we collaborate with. So getting back to today's show, it's a conversation driven by, of course, my amazing co-host and partner in crime, Jessica Kupferman, and the mighty Natalie Ekdahl from Biz Chicks Podcast. And who, of course, those of you who guys who have been listening to us for a while know that Natalie is our sponsor. Mind you, she's been on the show before and we have talked all three of us together, but this one is just Jess and Natalie. So how about that? So let's get started with Jess and Nat and do let us know what you think. You can email feedback at shepodcasts.com with any thoughts. That is feedback at shepodcasts.com with any of your thoughts about like this kind of thing that we're trying out right now. And we totally look forward to hearing from you. And we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week. We promise. Love you. Mean it. I really feel so lonely saying that to myself. Hi there. What's up? How you doing now? Good. What a cute picture of you and your hubby on Skype. You know, I actually was told that I should put a, a picture of me and my husband on Skype so that those stupid male frienders would stop male friending me. Oh, really? Yeah, it hasn't really worked. <laughs> I'm that attractive. You're hot. <laughs> you are a hot mama. <laughs> I'm something all right. I thought that for something new, for a change, I would just hit record right when we started the conversation and just see what happened. I've never done that before for an interview. Do it. Do it. But I thought, what the hell? But I did, did want to catch up with you. Are we recording right now? Yeah, we're recording. I mean, we can always... Okay. I have I'm glad I almost said I, I would sleep with you when I said you're a hot mama. You should have. Look, to I, the, ju- I just did. Listen, the truth hurts. Both of us, probably. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Mm, so um, I'm a little nervous to interview you. You are. You've interviewed me before and we're I wasn't friends. nervous then. We we weren't friends then, were we? Yes, we no. were. No, no we, we weren't. were enemies. We weren't enemies <laughs> by far. We've never been enemies, but no. we weren't as close as we are now. But mostly it's because you're the queen of giving constructive criticism, but I am not the queen of receiving it. You know what? I'm a lot better at giving it than I am taking it. So I'm not good uh, at taking it. That doesn't mean that you're not good at giving it. And you're always very political and sweet. It's just that I always kind of feel like a heel when anyone tells me I'm doing something wrong. Mm. Well, I'm not here to tell you anything about you, am I? No. Okay. We're not doing that. Somehow our conversations always get around to what I'm doing wrong. Maybe that's why I'm nervous. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> okay. That sucks for me. No, it doesn't. It's actually, you know, it actually means you're a like, good coach and I'm just a dumbass is what it means. No, no, I'm kidding. no, I think it's that you suffer from something that most of us do and, and I relate is that you're really good at a lot of things. And so it's really hard to decide what to focus on. It is so hard to be me. It's true. No, okay. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it's true. And and then I can't turn my coaching brain off. I like want to help everybody. So I, well, I, but am, I, ha- I am that way as well. You are. And you give, I mean... The last time we hung out, which was at PodFest, and we got to hang out, you came to my hotel room and we hung out. Yeah, that was awesome. And that was really cool. Like mm-hmm. you helped me and I helped you, I think. And Yeah. Good. I hope I helped you. But I'm stuck. I'm at the same place I was. What are you talking about? Because I want to launch my course on how to. Oh, I thought we were doing that though. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm just. So I'm easy. I know it's so easy, but I am a little stuck with getting started. So. The way you get started is you put up a sales page and see who buys it. Okay. I'm doing it. Don't you dare create that course until you've got at least one sold. I'm not. No, I would need more. Promise me. 
I promise you. I mean, because your sponsorship will help you sell it, I'm assuming. And the other thing is that, like, I think people and listeners, you are certainly welcome to correct me if I'm wrong. I think people who are afraid to be in a mastermind and get constructive criticism may be more comfortable. Oh, no, this is how to have your own mastermind. Maybe they just want to lead it and not have any (laughs) give this (laughs) criticism for themselves. For a second, I thought it was how to be in a mastermind, but that would be stupid. A virtual. I mean, that makes no sense. Yeah, I forgot. The course is about that you're creating is how to do your own mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gotten some great advice from you and from other people. And one of them was that I really have two courses I could create and it should be one right after the other. And one is how to launch a mastermind because a lot of people want to just be in a mastermind, but don't really know like how to put it together and even like what to email someone, which seem may seem odd to people that are very communicative. But you're saying people uh, who may not want to be the leader just want to put one together so everyone can lead each they, other. Yeah, they want to be in a mastermind and they want to start one because they don't know how else to get in one. And then there's other people, and I think this relates to many podcasters listening, is that they want to get paid to mastermind because it is a way to monetize what you're doing and bring your community together. So that actually isn't a different course because it's kind of a different, it's a subset of the first group. So it kind of goes together like a 101 and right. 102 course or something. Right, right, right. Yeah. So the first course seems super easy. So I told, I mean, I could do that tomorrow. Yeah. Why don't you? But yeah, because I'm so busy masterminding with people. See how that works? Yeah. I'm so busy doing work with people, which I love doing that. It's hard. And that takes a lot of creativity that creating content, you know, that's like a different mindset than doing the work with people. So just finding carving out the time to do that is what I'm struggling with. But there's some, you know, we, if I can coach myself, I have some, you know, imposter syndrome going on, which we all experience, which is. So you feel like you're an imposter helping people do masterminds and running your own when you have a MBA in organization is that what you're saying how that works see how it doesn't make sense does that logically sound like the most ludicrous thing you've maybe ever said it's stupid i like to be that's ridiculous and 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 vulnerable and i love that about you but it's like your imposter syndrome is like that's insane (laughs) it doesn't make sense when i look at it from the outside but when i look at like okay natalie why are you not moving forward with this when this is something i mean i want to get this content out there i had people at podfest other podcasters i totally admire say natalie i want to take your course i think that's part of it too i had a couple people i really admire say i want to take your course so then i'm like okay now i have to make it even better than it was in my mind and so uh but i just need to move forward with it because I'm really excited about the content I have in mind for it. And it's really not hard for me to do. So it's just a matter of doing it. It is scary when people tell you they want to take a course that you have not exactly put together yet. Because there's some pressure there that you'll be disappointing people. Yeah, I feel a little pressure. I am a recovering perfectionist. And so that means I get back in that mindset every once in a while. But and also I'm just really busy working with people. So Mm -hmm. it's a combination. I'm a mom of three. I got a lot going on here. Yeah, man. Back off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you got a lot going on too. You're a mom of three too. I know. Uh, it's like two and a half. Not because of the baby, but because my son lives with his dad. Oh, okay. So I'm yeah. not parenting him on a really on a regular basis. I just send them money for like medication and stuff. No, I mean, he visits and then I'm parenting him because he's a no, giant no. slob because he's a teenage boy and therefore disgusting on all levels. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. You have it easy. I mean, you have the mental drama now of having a teenage girl, but wait till you have two boys that 
don't want to shower and still play in the dirt even though they're like yeah. 15 and my little guy who's 20 months is obsessed with basketballs like i think he will probably be he the, his first word was ball and i think he's going to be a basketball player because he loves balls and basketballs so he wants he only wants to play with like a real like official basketball he doesn't want the little baby basketballs or oh, excuse balls. me excuse me and he wants to hold it non-stop so this weekend i had to say we don't hold our basketballs at the table like i actually made a rule no toys at the table no balls at the table no ball yeah i didn't even want after to your family I, would leave <laughs> i knew where you were going with that. Uh, I wasn't uh, it. come on i, I had to toys I, to. I said toys so and he wants to hold it in the car but then if he drops it he wants you to get it even if you're driving you know on the freeway right. and he's you know almost two so he starts a tantrum so, but I was just imagining him. I'm like, I'm not going to have some 16 year old boy sitting at the table holding his basketball because I can see where I could just picture my future. So, yes, it will be a little crazy here in like uh, I think 10, 15 years. They're a little years. more rational and it That's makes true. more sense. Like, my middle one was obsessed with the little people animals and he did not do anything without one in at least one of, or not both hands. And I, when I say, I mean, in the bath, in the car, at the table, like he would eat and just shove them in his sleeves. So his hands were free <laughs> and then pop them back out. <laughs> he was obsessed with those little animals. And so oh, what can you do? I mean, yeah, I, mean, I know it, it's really hard. Yeah. You can't like negotiate. There's with no someone. rationale there. There is two. He's almost two. I know it's crazy. I can see where my future's ending up. Check back at Win with me and see what my house smells Filthy, like. Filthy, dirty. Filthy. It's not, it's really mo- mostly just his room that's like the smell will waft down the hall. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. And I'm there. You know what pretty- it smells like? And this is, it smells like, well, and this is going to sound derogatory, but it's not. It smells like a Mexican restaurant because it's like cheese from the feet and then onions from the BO. Okay. This and is it's like gross. cheese and onions. <laughs> it's like, is someone eating Mexican? Oh, that's Nathan. <laughs> that's my son. and i think mexican smells good but you know not when it's from a boy that's, that's no. just disgusting all right no. well now that we've grossed everyone out let's move on <laughs> so let's talk about your masterminding so far because your uh group just started the one that you've been um promoting yeah. in she podcast for a little bit and um I mean, I don't know how public it is, who's in your masterminds, but I'm wondering if you can get into a little bit like what some of their challenges are and like what you're working through. Or is it too, too personal? No, I mean, I can talk in generality. Okay, and good. Kind of. Uh, so right now Perfect. I actually have three paid masterminds going on. One is with uh, women podcasters, most of whom came to me through She Podcasts, Yay. Um, through the sponsorship. So uh, by the way, future sponsors, it's been a very successful sponsorship for me. So. Woo-hoo. Um, so thank you so much for that thank opportunity. You. First thank of you. all. And then I have two other ones that came to me through uh, my Biz Chicks platform. So I host the Biz Chicks podcast and I interview female entrepreneurs and do solo shows too now. And then through that, I have a community of a Facebook group that I run. And so I have two different masterminds of female entrepreneurs. And one of those masterminds is, this is kind of really cool because this hasn't really ever happened before. I had one group mastermind for 12 weeks and the entire group, except for one person, decided to continue masterminding for another 12 weeks. So that's really fun because they have gotten really close and they're going to really kind of be able to go deeper on each other's businesses. Awesome. But in the podcasting group, what I do in all of my masterminds, and I recommend people do if they're creating their own, is you really want to look for diversity. So I didn't want to have a whole group of business podcasters because everyone would be 
you know, on some level kind of the same. And all talking and, about how to monetize, right? <laughs> yeah. Which is not, there's nothing wrong with that, but, and, but also kind of coming at the issues from the same perspective. So in the research and the studies that have been done on teams, which I kind of use that information and pull it into how I put masterminds together, they've studied all different kinds of teams and they find that the teams that are the most creative and come up with the most out of the box ideas are diverse in terms of industry or background or education. So for podcasting, I didn't want people having the same subject to their podcast. So they're very different. And I, I actually don't even want to say what they are because I feel like it could kind of, you That's know, okay. you don't have to, are. if you could just do like education, business. Health. Yeah. So like everything. And they're also in, we have three countries represented, which is nice. pretty awesome. That actually adds to it as well. So there are kind of like a business, there's a fashion, there's kind of more of a household type podcast, and everybody's doing a different topic. And so one's like a woman's health. So they're really different and it's been fun to listen to their shows and which is really cool about a podcasting mastermind because you can kind of get to know each other a little faster because we can hear each other's shows. Whereas if it's a um, business mastermind, you know, all entrepreneurs, you can like look at someone's website and read their blog, but you may not get to know them as well as you can by listening to their shows because our shows are so personal and a part of us. So right. uh, that's been really fun to get to do. And then for, you know, I've encouraged them to listen to each other and they're, they're doing that and but what I, in my masterminds, I am not a teacher. I am not necessarily teaching. I am not like, it's not like a group coaching where I cover a specific topic every week. We are coming together and helping each other take things to the next level. So everyone actually in the group wants to monetize in some way, whether that's sponsorship or uh, creating a program or creating live events. A couple different people want to do live events. Some people want to do one-on-one coaching or working with the community that they're building. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be helping each other do that and give each other ideas on how to do that. And the way that happens is that each week someone's in the hot seat, which means the focus is on their podcast and they can ask the group for feedback or help, like a specific question. Like it might be by the end of this 12 weeks, I want to have a sponsor of my podcast where should I start? Or they might have created a media kit and want feedback. You know, could we go over my media kit? Let's let's pick it apart. What would you change? What do you like? So that's something that could be covered. It, it could be someone that is creating a live event and wants, you know, how can they promote it on their podcast and how can they get more people to attend it? So in my paid masterminds, two people are in the hot seat every week. And then they also share at the very beginning, a win for the week. So something great that happened to them related to their podcast. And at the end, they'll share a goal for the next seven days. So something they commit to the group to get done in the next seven days. And then I ask them at the beginning of the next call, did you complete your goal? And they have to tell us yes or no. And then they have to be stripped of their title and stoned in the corner if the answer is no. <laughs> yes, then we stone them. Because Natalie is the hammer. It creates that accountability that we kind of all really need, which is people checking in on you because podcasting is lonely. I find it to be lonely. You know, that's why we're all like congregating online in these awesome communities like She Podcasts because we want to be around other people that get what we're doing and we need encouragement along the way. And so that's kind of what the group does. It gives you that accountability, that encouragement and then input, you know, from some other really smart people that understand what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So it's it's pretty cool. It's It's powerful. I really... 
I'm obviously passionate about masterminds. If you haven't figured that you out, you really, really are. But it's okay. That's a good thing. I am. It's my passion. I'm just curious what you will say about this because you and I and Katie Cremenzos all have similar shows in that we all were, although I don't do it anymore. I know you guys still do, um, interview women entrepreneurs. And so we've bonded quite a bit over not just like our processes, but also some of the guests we've loved, some of the guests we've hated, et cetera, and so forth. So I'm just wondering, like, are you worried in any way that the people in the mastermind don't feel as understood because they are so different? On the one hand, it does offer more creative solutions. Like I would certainly ask Liz Kovar of Ben Franklin's World a question and you a question and would delight in the differences and creativity of the answers. But that said, I don't know, would your answer have more clout because you're not an academic, you know, because you do what I do and she's an academic. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Is that why you're even avoiding it? Is that because you don't want someone's answer to have more clout because they can relate? That's a really interesting question. Yeah, I think not that to, not to poke the bear or anything, but no, I'm I, just I, curious. No, there is this, a point where maybe people don't fully understand you, like specifically if we're in a like a business mastermind. There are some things that if we were all business podcasters, I actually was in a mastermind with all business podcasters and we we mastermind faded. I don't know how to say it. Master but we faded? We master faded. I don't know. That sounds like it's going to be a bad word. Mom, that's a great um, term, master faded. You're a mastermind. <laughs> You're a mastermind so, coach. If you don't coin the term master faded, shame on you, Natalie, because that's funny. Oh, my gosh. I'm not as funny as you, Jess. That doesn't so, matter. You just need to have something <laughs> funny to say. <laughs> I'm happy to provide it. Thank you. So... <laughs> Basically, after six months, we had kind of gotten all we could get out of each other. Like we were all kind of coming at it from the same direction. And actually, you mentioned Liz and you, I think, you know, Liz and I are in a mastermind together. I have a, a personal mastermind I created for myself of women that are really different. And I get some really cool ideas from Liz. And she asks very challenging questions because she is not an entrepreneur at heart. I call her a reluctant entrepreneur because true. It's so what she's, true about Liz, boy. Yeah. What she's doing is very entrepreneurial and, you know, really breaking new ground in her industry. Mm-hmm. But I love when she asks me really challenging questions. And we have different things that motivate us. So sh- I really like making money. And money doesn't really matter to Liz. So she'll point things out like, Natalie, you're glowing. You're talking about money. <laughs> so it's, it's really funny when, you know, she notices things. And then she will, she's like, I hear you in my head saying, how are you going to monetize that, Liz? And so, you know, that's not what her peers are going to say to her. If she was in a group with a bunch of historians, they would be challenging her in different ways. So I guess maybe the answer is you probably need to have some different groups in your life, whether it's a, like an official mastermind. But it, and it also depends on what the point of your group is. So my groups are to create accountability to encourage people, but also for creativity. I want people to get new ideas and come at things from a different direction. So that's why I focus on diverse groups. So it's more about the why behind the group versus, and that helps you decide who should be in it. That makes total sense. Have you ever had to kick someone out of a mastermind? And if so, what were they doing? <laughs> I've never had to kick anybody out, but I have you ever have, asked anyone to leave. I haven't asked anyone to leave, but I have come up with five personalities to avoid in a mastermind. And I now screen for these when I'm putting masterminds together 
because one of the things that's the most difficult, which I realized is there's kind of two that stand out as being the most difficult. And one is someone who's kind of a know-it-all and not teachable. So I did have a group where we had a know-it-all in the group. And every time someone suggested something to her, she had already tried it. That idea wasn't going to work. And so it's something I really do when I launch, you know, when our first meeting is really important because I'm kind of setting the stage. And so I ask people to, you know, when they're in the hot seat and getting input to not say no in their mind when they get an idea that's really out of left field and seems crazy. Uh, because sometimes after you think that through, you go, wow, that's a really cool idea. But yeah, the know-it-all is really hard. So I really am looking for people that want input and that are teachable. And then I'm also looking for people that want to make traction in the 12 weeks we're together because I had another group where one of the women, she literally made zero progress and this was an entrepreneurial group. So she made zero progress in her business the entire time. What was her reasoning? Why? She could not say why. And I asked her a few times and, you know, over the weeks as we got to know each other better, I would challenge her a little bit more and say, you know, it feels like there's some fear going on with, you know, why you're not moving forward. So yeah, so I've actually thought about (laughs) <laughs> this is this is something I've considered. So maybe you can tell me what you think. But I've thought about like in creating a contract where if you don't like if you miss your goals for like three weeks in a row, then you may get kicked out of the group. I like it. Yeah, it starts to impact the other people if you're not moving forward. So it was really hard because she had some amazing content she had created um, that was like on her blog. I mean, it's almost like a bad banana. <laughs> it you is don't want like, all the other yeah. bananas to start slacking off. Yeah, the fruit flies were coming in. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a bummer because it did put a little bit of a cloud on that group. And, you know, it. so that's the thing about the groups and putting together the groups. I feel like there's a little bit of an art involved because you start to get really close to each other and you start impacting each other. And it goes the complete opposite way as well. So I have a woman in one of my masterminds right now that sets really big goals every week and she hits them every week. And it creates momentum in her group. So the rest of the people are trying to be like her. Ugh, I want to punch her. I don't even know who it is. <laughs> She's amazing. And Does she have children? Yes. I hate her even more. Yeah, you're going to really hate her. She works full time and is building a business on the side. And her and pretty soon she's going to be able to quit her full time job because well, of that's how hard. amazing, though. That's awesome. Yeah. No, she's really awesome. You would really like her. And she creates momentum for the group. So, yeah, it's pretty it can go either way. You know, finding those people that are really achieving what they say. You know, It's really like I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do and uh, and making it happen. It's it's powerful. That's pretty awesome. So you have the know it all and then you have the non achiever both of which are very annoying, but I kind of want to hear about the other, you said there were five, so there's three yeah, I have more. Five. Yeah, let me, um, cause I know I, there's one particular in my mind that I want to know if you, I mean, I feel like we've talked about this before and you have hit it, but what are the other three? So I call the person that doesn't make any progress, the statue because they just yeah. kind of stand still the whole time. And then there's the mouse And that's someone who is really quiet and soft-spoken and maybe processes things pretty slowly, or it takes them a while to get the confidence to share their ideas. So in a mastermind, we're moving pretty fast through people's businesses. And I kind of need people in there, or not a kind of, I do. I need people in there that have a point of view and have an opinion and aren't afraid to say it. And I do want different personalities. Like we don't want everyone with, you know, that strong A type personality. You don't want like five Jessica Kupfermans in there. 
We do not. We need all the different personalities, but it does need to be someone that is confident in their opinions. So you can be quiet and soft-spoken, but have opinions and feel confident sharing them and be someone that sits back a little bit. But if you, every time, and I've had all these people I've had in groups, so that's how I've come up with them. I I also had a mouse in a group before and it was hard because we'd get to her and she'd say, yeah, I don't really have anything to add. I think you guys covered it all. And so then I'd try starting out with her and she'd be like, well, let me think about that. You know, maybe I'll post something in our Facebook group later. So that is just really hard because it feels like that person's not contributing. And it's not that she didn't want to. It's not that she's not the nicest person in the world, but that doesn't fit for the format that we're in for a mastermind where we're trying to brainstorm and bounce ideas off. So the other two are the narcissist and the drama queen. And they're kind of self-explanatory. That's the one. Which one? The drama queen? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, tell everyone about those two. I can't wait to get okay. to the drama queen, but yeah. Okay, well, we'll save the best for last for you then. So the narcissist is someone who thinks that the group is all about them. And basically the group has been assembled for their purposes and they should be in the hot seat every week. And they really don't want to contribute to other people. They, they really think the group's about them. And so that's not what the group's about. It's about the group and each other. So I really avoid people that are like that. And then the drama is someone that has a lot of personal drama in their life and they are always going to have drama in their life. Like even if you worked out all the drama currently going on for them, they're going to create more drama because they like it. So that's really hard in the group. If you have a lot of personal or professional drama or want to create drama within the group, I don't want to have that in the group. So I really avoid people like that as much as possible. And also, you know, sometimes it's not the right season for you to be in a mastermind. Like if you are going through a divorce. Like that's a really, you and I've both done that. That's a really hard time to be giving to other people. And so I've started asking people in the questionnaire I do where their personal life is right now. Like, is it stable, normal ups and downs? I'll I'll say, is there rep spot, like, but not affecting work. And my last one is unstable and I'm not going to have anyone that's unstable. And someone that says a rough spot, I'm going to want to know a little more about that because I want to make sure that they're in a place where they can give and, and also, yeah, that can go rough from rough to unstable pretty quick. I think can go pretty quick. And, you know, if you're going through a rough place in your personal life, then maybe it's not a time to be moving forward and focusing on new people and being in a group. So I've learned a lot over time Mm -hmm. of what makes groups work and also what can make a group not work. And so I'm always adjusting. Like I learn from every group I do and I make little adjustments along the way. And I like to try new things out. I like to try new things out in my podcast and I like to try new things out in my masterminds too. So sometimes I'll try some new format out or new something out. We did a speed masterminding recently where everybody was in the hot seat at once. And that was really fun. So not at once, but they had, I think we had five to eight minutes per person. So you had to ask something very targeted and specific. And this is once the group had been together for about 10 weeks, 10 or 11 weeks. And so it was towards the end, they knew each other's businesses pretty well. Mm -hmm. And they loved it. I was exhausted by the end because I had like had my phone out. I was timing like to make sure we didn't stay too long on one person. And uh, but we did a lot. I said it's like speed dating, but it's speed masterminding. So it was fun. That's pretty cool. That's a really good idea. Speed everything is just funny and Do fun. it fast. Yeah. <laughs> Bang it all out. Yeah. See, some of those personality types, I know I'm going back, but like some of them are, are a little hard to, um, well, I guess your questionnaire probably weeds them out, but like I always find that it's hard to know in advance. Although 
for me, like in podcasting school, I know because there's a lot of back and forth about hemming and hawing whether or not they want to join first. Mm-hmm. I already know they're going to be super high maintenance in the group. Exactly. No, so. it's true. You know, you kind of, it's amazing what you, and I've heard some other people talk about this um, when they've been emailing, like kind of like the customer service before things start. You, you get to know a lot about someone by how they email and communicate with you. Mm-hmm. So one thing I started doing, which I have to figure out because it's not really scalable and it takes a lot of time just in coordinating, but I've been having this year a 15 minute call with people before basically I fully accept them into a group so that I can get to know them a little bit and answer their questions. But it also is a screening time for me and I can you can learn a lot and I try to make a video as much as possible. You know, you look someone in the eye and you can kind of get a feel for their personality. And, you know, I I ask them a few questions about their business and you can get a a feel for the level of their confidence. And, uh, yeah, so that's been effective in helping me screen, but it's very time consuming to put the group together. So I'm still, I think having a more solid questionnaire, which is what I'm coming up with and, and asking more in advance, I can learn more of these things. It's so hard. It's hard. But for the most part, like the people that are attracted to doing this kind of thing are not necessarily these personalities. So, so it's like, usually people that want input and that's why they're, they're seeking it. They've kind of self-selected. With the agency, I've gotten really good at figuring out who's going to be a giant pain in the, in the rumpus. And like the reason is because the contract is like, it's like nine pages. I'm not going to lie. It's like a long contract because there's like a lot involved. Yeah. Severability and permission to use like in media to advertise them. And, you know, like there's a lot involved. And some of the people who I'm in talks with, like you can just tell that they are, you know, they like want to question the tense that the contract is in like first person versus third person, or they want to change everything so that it's in their state instead of my state, which makes me very nervous. That made me very nervous. Have you ever, have you ever had someone say, instead of California, Natalie, you're going to have to redo your contract so that you and I, um, if I want to sue you, it's going to be in Delaware. No, be like, <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, Next. because you are already thinking about suing. We are not doing business together. I've been doing business online for 11 years. I've never been sued. I have had someone try to get a refund that they weren't entitled to. And the Better Business Bureau of Delaware told them to stick it. But other than that, I've never been sued. Like, and so, yeah, don't no. No, no, I think, no, 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 uh, yeah, no. you're probably going to have to have, uh, I want to see your, you know, in a, in a few months, I want to hear your like, do not accept client list of, of personalities and just like things to screen people. But I think it's important for many ways. Like, I'm sure I ask a lot of questions, you know, when I'm going to work with someone on the level that you're talking about, Jess. So, uh, but you, you know, we don't have to work with everybody that wants to work with us. Like we can say no. And that's like the beauty of this business. That is exactly right. Exactly, exactly right. And also, like, the drama queens are tough because you you can be sucked into sympathizing and then you re- don't realize what you're ha- what's happening. Yeah, it's until hard. It's like over and over and over. And then you're like, oh, you can't fix your life ever. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, I get exactly. it now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but it so. sneaks up on you sometimes when you're just like, man, that because I can go from man, that sucks to boy, what a shame to stage five, stage five, <laughs> drama queen. Uh Yeah. And there's, there's some people, you know, we're all going to have things in our lives that aren't smooth. I'm not trying to like get a group of like Stepford wives together that pretend everything's okay. And, and a lot of what happens in the, you know, a lot of the powerful moments in my groups are actually when someone cries (laughs) because it actually, you know, it's not the same. It's like, we have a moment, we have a struggle, but it's that person that kind of seeks the drama and that's how they live. And that 
that is part of who they are and it, they like it that way, then that's the type of person I'm, I'm trying to avoid because it's just really hard when people are trying to accomplish a lot and, and they're paying to be there. So I'm, I'm in groups where people, you know, are paying me to put the people in there and paying me to facilitate and, and make it, you know, make some stuff happen for them. So I'm, I'm really wanting to do the best I can to make it as great a group as possible. Can you tell me some of the goals that people have achieved either recently or in the last year or so in some of your masterminds? Like what are some things that they've gotten done in the time you've spent together? Yeah, I've had people launch a course from nothing. People build a platform from nothing. Like a, and, by that, you mean just so people, you know, like like a whole social media community, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, it could be not necessarily a, a social platform, but literally like, like they book? had... They had no business. I've had people uh, Mm, have no book and then have a book. So people that had no online presence by the end have an online presence, have attracted people to them, have created a community and are starting to make money off of that, what they've created. So and I've had people um, create books. I've had people. Yeah, I said courses. I'm trying to think what else. There ever do you do like the financial goals too, or is that is it more? I really, like- yeah, I really like when people. So you know the whole smart goal thing, which is specific, yeah, yeah, specific, measurable, achievable. What's the R and the T? Oh my God, you're not asking me, are you? M uh, is measurable. The main thing is that you have a goal that you can measure at the achieve. end. Achieve. We got to achieve, and then I think no, I mean you have a goal. That oh, you and can timely. Achieve. Yeah, yeah, and timely. So it has to be within 12 weeks. So for us, I actually ask everybody to create a 12-week kind of big goal, something they want to accomplish by the end. And so my masterminding, this is actually the first thing I asked our women in podcasting group to do and that they're working on this week and going to share at our next meeting, which is something they want to accomplish in the next 12 weeks. And so what I've also asked them to do is to make sure we can measure it. So how can I know that you achieve that goal? And one of them could be a revenue goal. Like I want to have a a sponsor. I want to bring $3,000 into my podcast by the next 12 weeks. And then here's the things I'm going to do to do that. And it could be a combination of sponsorship and one-on-one work or whatever it is. It could be, I want to land two sponsors by the end of this 12 weeks. And here's all the things I need to do. I need to create a media kit. I need to hire a designer to help me do it or hire Jessica. (laughs) So I need to find, you know, make a list of potential sponsors and contact them. So there's all these steps involved between, you know, the idea and actually making it happen. I could be, I want to grow my audience by 15%. And here's the things that I'm going to do to try to make that happen. I really like when people create measurable goals because I had the base of everything. I'm a business person. I really like when it's tied to revenue or numbers in some way. Well, yeah. And plus you can't know if you're being successful as a mastermind facilitator. If they don't have measurable goals, how will you know exactly. that you're doing the right thing for them? Exactly. So when it comes to masterminding, like sometimes there's hesitation, at least for me and feeling like, and it's not just mastermind. It's also like when I join a course that like, I have to clear everything off my plate in order to dedicate the time I need to complete what the facilitator or the teacher wants me to do. And since that's impossible, I'm not going to try. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my life yeah. is too busy so that even if I take a course or or commit to a 12-week mastermind, there's no way I could do it in a week, what I want to do. I hear you. You do need to have some extra bandwidth because first of all, you're going to have a new hour every week 
for 12 weeks that you need to meet with your group. And we record the calls. So if, you know, everyone misses once, once in a while, right? Because uh, things happen. And so I always ask, so the other commitment people make to the group is they agree to listen to the call and give their feedback in our private Facebook group after the fact. So yes, you do need a minimum of an hour a week, really more because I'm asking people to connect in our Facebook group and build relationships so that they can learn more and become closer. Because the closer we feel, then the more vulnerable we can be and kind of even the bigger our goals can be. Mm-hmm. But there's no coursework. Like I'm not assigning coursework. I'm not, assign- I'm no, not assigning you're not. anything to anyone. I'm asking you to create goals for yourself. So really it's a way, like I know, Jess, you probably have some things you want to get done in the next 12 weeks. So of course, so you know what those are. Of course. And the group can hold you accountable. So the idea is the groups help you make those things happen that you already want to make happen or will give you the confidence to do something a little bigger than you could do on your own because you now have a support system. And if you knew people were checking in, with, you know, there's lots of things I want to do in the next 12 weeks. If no one's going to check in on me, I'm probably not going to make all of them happen. But if I'm telling my mastermind every week, okay, here's what I'm going to do in the next seven days. I don't want to have week by week go by and go, well, I didn't get that done. Well, I didn't get that done. Like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to stay up till midnight a couple of (laughs) times to make it happen. So it's really, it's different from taking a course, which I get, like, I, I have a lot of courses I see out there that I'd love to take. And I do the same as you. I don't have time to take a course. To me, this is a little different in that it's supporting you in what you're already doing and just giving you that accountability. Uh, that you need week by week. But it's not for everybody. Like, not everybody has to be in a mastermind. I personally think everybody should. I know (laughs) you do. (laughs) But uh, if you don't need that kind of support, some people are really intrinsically motivated and like they set a goal and they make it happen. For me, I need some people supporting me and I find everything I'm doing is kind of on my own. I work from home. It's kind of like home and family for me right now. So I need some other support to move forward in my business and my podcast. What made you decide to start doing these? Because I think when we first met, you weren't into the whole mastermind facilitation thing. So what was the catalyst for that? The catalyst was I decided, you know, you and I both had, have had babies in the last couple years. And that was in the first year of my podcast. I also the entire time was pregnant with my third child. And after I came off maternity leave, so I started in January, 2014. And in November, 2014, I was coming off my maternity leave and needed to decide if I even wanted to continue on this path because it is so time consuming. And I had this sweet little, you know, newborn baby. He was like two and a half months old at that point. And what I decided was I needed to be able to communicate more with my listeners. And I also needed to see a direct link between my podcast and my income. And so one thing I did was I started a Facebook group of my community, which is really my main motivation is I podcast for the women in that group. That's who I podcast for. And I love them and I love that group and I love serving them. And then I couldn't keep doing this for free. And so the easiest way for me to kind of, I looked at like what I'm good at and I looked at what I could make happen quickly. So one of those things is I am great at facilitating groups and I'm also great at bringing people together and knowing how people would connect together. Those are kind of my gifts. And so I launched my first mastermind with my group. I put it out there in just like an email at the end of December, seeing what would happen. 
the first person to sign up was one of my former guests and I about died. <laughs> I, wow. I was like, I didn't think any of my guests would want to mastermind with me. Right. Like it didn't occur to me. Right. And so I actually ended up with two guests and three listeners in that first group. And I didn't charge very much. And I made it, I tried to make it really valuable for them. But I also wanted, it was kind of a test for me. Could I put something out there to my community and would they come back and want to work with me? And could I make a mastermind work? And the answer was yes and yes. Yes and yes and yes. So that was really powerful. And just for anyone that's thinking about launching a paid group or anything, you know, where you're asking people to pay for you and in a platform and a place, you know, as podcasters, really most of what we do is free content, right? So it's a little different to say, you know, buy something from me or, or work, pay to work with me because they've been yeah. getting a lot for free from you. So, and then we deal with our own confidence. You know, if you haven't done this kind of work before, you have to kind of decide what to charge. And so I made it very like almost a no brainer. I, I charged probably like half of what I charge now. And I also gave them one hour of coaching with me. So I knew that in the coaching time, they would get that value. If like the group was really bad, they would at least get that value from that time together with me coaching them. And it was so rewarding. I loved it. It ended up being like one of the best hours of my week every week. And the ladies really connected. And of course, you know, similar to the first podcast episode we release, wouldn't really want to go back and listen to it again. Same. Uh, that, <laughs> that group was not my best work, you know, especially now that I've evolved and learned so much from doing these things and doing them online. I really evolved in how I put them together. And I almost want to be like, let's go do this again. And I won't charge you because I want you to see, how, you know, how things have Aww. changed. But actually two of those women uh, I invited to my personal mastermind and they're women I still mastermind with. So, uh, so they've seen how I've evolved because I, what I learn impacts our own format in our personal mastermind. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. I think it's really fun to work with your community and, and be in touch with them. And then a, a side benefit has been the women that I work with especially mastermind with become like my raving fans online and like they're retweeting stuff and they're, you know, mentioning me all over and they're really active in my, um, my Facebook community. Better than coaching, you think running a mastermind? I go back and forth. Like if I've just gotten off a mastermind call, I'll say my favorite thing to do is to mastermind. And then I'll have a really awesome one-on-one -on -one coaching call with someone because you get, I, because I get to go really deep. That one's, that's different because I'm, I'm going deep in someone's business. And also a lot of coaching is emotional stuff going on with us too. So not in my coaching group. Oh, <laughs> okay. boom. Just kidding. Not because, no, 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 not just because I don't think people come to me for that kind of coaching. That's all. It has nothing to do with you. I mean, I'm not, yeah. no, it's just that sometimes we have fears and like, yeah, fear yeah, failure. yeah success and we're not moving forward because of some of those. And we got to talk about that a little bit. It's, you know, it's but, funny. If I can zone in on that, which is rare, I address it. But for the most part, it's all semantics. Like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? What's our strategy yeah. for this? Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. So anyway, it depends what I've just done that I have a little high from. Then that's my favorite at the moment. Really, the truth is, I think the answer to that question is, however, the most recent way I've helped someone in a big way is my favorite thing to do. Right. It because is. because that's really why we do it is like when people's things change as a result of the advice we've given them and, it, and it's in a positive way, then that's the best thing to do in the world. doesn't matter what it is that you've done that last time, whether it's mastermind. masterminding, you get a, a larger blast 
Maybe, but it may also take a larger amount of time. But like you're helping lots of people at once. So it's pretty good stuff. Yeah. And they're helping each other too. Like I feel really great. Like I've brought these people together that are helping yeah, each other. Exactly. And sometimes they become really close and they start like, you know, becoming friends outside of the group. And so that's really fun that I've, you know, helped with that connection. Totally. Both are very fulfilling. And I agree with you. Whatever's the most recent thing that's been really <laughs> extra successful is what is my favorite. But you originally, when you started your show, you were planning on just being business coach, right? Or were you not sure when you started your I show? I wasn't how? sure. I was really open to seeing where it went. I actually thought sponsorship would be the biggest driver of money for me, which is, you know, seems so silly now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, and I've been toying with, do I want to have sponsors or I've really been enjoying showcasing my own programs on my show. And so that's who's, you know, I'm basically sponsoring my own show. And then I've changed, I'm changing up my format and trying something new, just like immediately right now, that's what's happening next on my show is I'm going to do on-air coaching calls. So I'm excited to kind of show what happens in a coaching call, but also it's a little more vulnerable than an interview. You know, when we're interviewing people, occasionally you get to some, you know, struggle you've had, but I think it'll be really interesting for the audience to hear other women in the community share what they're struggling with in their business and some ideas to solve that. So, and it's part for me, that's how I keep my podcast fun because you and I both have experienced getting a little bored with interviewing entrepreneurs. It kind of, and I don't know if everyone who does interview shows feels this way, but I actually came up with a name with it. I was talking to Jessica Rhodes on the podcast producers and I came up with it afterwards. I messaged her. I'm like, it's called interview fatigue. It's kind of like you're just tired of, of interviewing and it's hard to get that fresh content and a, a different take on things after you've done, you know, hundreds. Yeah. And so I've enjoyed trying different things in different formats on my show and I just keep it fresh for myself and hope that works for the audience. And usually they give me good feedback, but I'm ex- so I'm a little nervous because I'm trying something new, but I, that's kind of what, uh, what makes it fun for me is to do some different things with the podcast. And, uh, so I think it'll, it'll have a couple purposes that will help my audience to hear other women in their own businesses, what they're struggling with. And then they can also see how coaching works and how I help people in what I do. That's awesome. Yay. Yay. So what is the next step for us, Nat? I am launching another Women in Podcasting Mastermind right after Podcast Movement. I was thinking that would be a great time. A lot of us would have a lot of momentum from being at that event or even, you know, even if you're not attending, we're going to be like kind of watching and and getting some information from it. And it kind of gets us re-excited about podcasting. So I'm going to launch another group after that. And anyone can apply at any time for the mastermind. And I will let them know when the next group is forming. So even if you're listening to this a year from now or whenever in the future, go ahead and apply or get in touch with me. And then I can let you know when the next group is happening. But I do already have a wait list forming for the July one. So there's already some people that are planning to be in that group. And I'm working on putting the group together. So yeah, yeah. And then I'll do another one in the fall. Kind of, I think probably every couple months will be the right timing to launch a new group. And then if someone is interested in my mastermind course, which I will be launching, uh, because I really would love for more she podcasters to get paid to mastermind or to create their own mastermind. I know a lot of people are already in masterminds, but you could just shoot me an email, natalie at bizchicks.com. And I spell chicks with an X. So it's B-I-Z-C-H-I-X.com. And I also have nat at nat at bizchicks.com is probably easier and shorter. So both of those come to me and... Um, I'm happy to answer questions about masterminding and 
I also did a whole series on masterminding called Masterminds Networking and Teams. And especially the first, and I think the the first and kind of the last episodes really kind of go through how, what a mastermind is and how to create one. Mm-hmm. So, and I have a free PDF download as part of that episode people can get. If they just go to bizchicks.com slash mastermind series, mm-hmm. they can see the whole series and the PDF downloads on that landing page too. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Nat. I want to mastermind with you sometime so you can see what it's like. Like I want you to experience, because I think you've been in, I don't know if you've ever been in, have you ever been in a mastermind, Jess? Nah, sort of. Maybe you could be a guest in my... Uh, Erica Learmark has Morning Whip and Hustle Your Bit. A couple of her courses really feel like masterminds because you have to be very accountable that week. Mm. And the accountability part, I'm always putting out fires. I cannot... Ugh. That's why I asked that question about like how much of your life do you have to get dedicate to it because my life can change on a whim. It's not the drama thing, but just like the I'm doing this, but then all of a sudden I have to prioritize this. I'm trying to make it so that it's not that way, but I don't know. Maybe I like business drama, but not personal <laughs> drama. I've I've pretty much eliminated all the biz- personal drama I could possibly have. At least what I'm susceptible to is contained at this moment. So now it's time to create business drama, I guess, right? <laughs> Maybe that's another person I have to watch out for. I have to split the drama queen between personal and business drama. Right? I mean, because I don't have any personal drama to speak of, at least none that, like I said, that's affecting me currently. But I do have a brand new business. And then, you know, as a result, things that are sort of being placed on my lap on a pretty regular basis. And I haven't had proper time to set it up before I'm already starting to work it. And like, how would I ever be account? What would I even be accountable for, it seems. Yeah. No, I mean, I hear what you're saying because I think you and I both have a lot of ideas. And so we're trying lots of different things. And then it's it's kind of like with the mastermind course, I want to do that. And it's where do I find the time to do it? And the, honestly, the only way I'm going to make it happen is through my mastermind. Like, right. here's something I want to do. Help me with the baby steps. And I've actually been through this with them. Okay, you guys, where would I start? What would I do? And what comes next? And I need to like, you know, one of my hot seats once was, what is the process I need to go through to launch my course? Like I need to do A and then I need to do B because there's tech involved too, right? So that's an obstacle to launching. But I figured out my, I have all that figured out now. So it's just a matter of creating the content. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know what? No one's perfect in my masterminds, including moi. I do not meet my goals every week. I want to and I try to, but I don't every week and neither does everybody else. Not everybody makes it happen every week. Uh, So it's not about being perfect. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. I mean, masterminding with me is best not only the way you and I have done it so far. On the fly. On the fly, in person, when I can listen and not be distracted by other things. Okay, I want masterminding time with you in Chicago, ma'am. That's truly the podcast movement. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way because I just get distracted, easily get pulled away, put out fires, stuff like that. But I I like to give people my undivided attention. And you'll find that like, not to change subjects on you, but here we go. You'll find that like, I'm also not the person to be posting that many selfies and that many tweets because if I can't pay it, that stuff distracts me. If I'm only thinking about what I can tweet, I'm not listening. I want to listen and and like think and I can't think if I'm tweeting because then I'm just rushing to repeat. 
Does yep. that make sense? Are we talking about at the conference? Is that yeah, what you're like saying? at a conference? Yeah. So, so, but similarly, if I'm masterminding through Facebook, 500 things are going on in this house. My house is a zoo. But if you and I can make time for dinner, and even if you wanted to have a mastermind at dinner, I would totally sign up to do one of your masterminds like in Chicago and do like five people for an hour and just talk about our stuff and hash it all out. Like that's the dream for me because my phone won't be on. My family won't be bothering me. I can't reschedule because I have a fever or whatever, you know, because somebody has a fever or somebody needs me to run an errand. Like I have to, I'm there. You have my undivided attention. So that's why I think I I prefer even masterminding in person or at least working on stuff in person. Yeah. And I mean, that's another way that people can create masterminds. You could do like a, a, you know, for she podcasters that want to connect with their community and, you know, you could create an in-person event and, you can do a lot of the same process in person and do it in a day. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's so many ways to be creative about this. And, uh, and it's really finding what you need. Like you need to find what you need to help you. And that could be like an accountability partner or that could be what, you know, you have you and Elsie, you know, are in business together and just part of having a partner in what you're doing helps you get stuff done, right? Because you you have to get it done because you told Elsie you're going to get it done. So, right. so there's different ways that we all make it happen for us and masterminds are one possibility and there's so many others too. Yeah, totally true. Yep. Well, thank you so much for... All this information regarding masterminds. It's been so fun. Thanks, Jess. It was fun to talk to you and hang out. So this is really cool. talking to you. It's, it's fun. It's fun. I really love podcasting, how it's created friends for me in places that I never imagined. I mean, I couldn't have imagined when you interviewed me. I mean, I don't even know when we first kind of met via interview, but you interviewed me for your show and I interviewed you for my show. Yeah. And were we both pregnant at the time? I wasn't yet. Two months later. I was, oh! Yeah, thank you so much. Well, for those of you who are listening, check out bizchicks.com um, and email nat at bizchicks.com if you are interested in the course. But hopefully she will have a sales page up very, 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 very soon. Right, Natalie? I'm very motivated now, Jess. Talking to you always motivates me. Good. And, um, my- and if anyone wants to apply to the mastermind, they can do that at bizchicks.com slash she podcast. Yes. Yeah, so she podcast. We have a landing page for just my she podcasters right there. Yeah. Thank you so much, Nat. All right. I will talk to you later. Um, for those of you who are listening, thank you so much. Go to bizchicks.com. I'm not even going to put she- my stuff because it's all about Natalie today.